Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this special Good Friday message from our lead pastor, Greg Dumas. Welcome our campuses. Come on, say hi to Plant City and South Shore. What's going on, you guys? <laughs> Let's, uh, wow. Wow. I know that all of our campuses just experienced the power of God. Uh, wow. I'm a little speechless. Lord, we, uh, we honor you. We honor you. And, and we pause for a moment knowing the appalling brutality that took place on that Friday. But we know you didn't stay in the grave. <clears throat> That's why we celebrate. That's why we celebrate, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness, Jesus. Thank you for your love, your sacrifice. There's no one like you, Lord. There's no one like you. We worship you. Show us today why Good Friday is good. Show us what we don't want to see so that we might see. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we thank him today? Let's, let's thank the Lord. Welcome to our campuses. They're tuning in right now. Uh, it, has, it has been Mr. Toad's wild ride, hasn't it? Uh, we're here, though. We made it. Tell somebody congratulations. Yeah, you made it. You know, we made it. Hey, we made it. That's great. Great to see you. Great to be with you. God is doing amazing, amazing things. Is it, is it okay if I start with some Friday jokes? Is that okay? In the spirit of Bill Johnson? Uh, uh, so here, here we go with the first joke. This is not me. This is not a first person reference. Okay. All right. I went out drinking last Friday. Everybody okay still? You're, you're in church. Everybody okay? It's not me. I, I went out drinking last Friday and took a bus home. That might not be a big deal to you, but I've never driven a bus before. These, these, these are super cornball. Okay. I thought Friday was a sad day. Turns out the next day was a sadder day. We're having Jamaican-themed hair day at work this Friday. Come on, you know what's, you know what's coming? I'm dreading it already. What do root vegetables do on Friday night? Come on, young people. They turned up. <laughs> All right, this one, they get worse. This one, this one, all right, all right. Keep your sanctified ears on. You ready? Sanctified ears. Everybody with me? Yes. Sanctified. All right. A lady gets onto an elevator. She says to a man standing there, TGIF, to which the man replies, S-H-I-T. <laughs> Taken aback, the lady repeats, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. The man grins and says, S-H-I-T. Sorry, honey, it's Thursday. Some of you are still, you're still perking. You're still wondering, is this, what? One time I had, I had a beer up here and I took the beer like this and I, and I put it to my mouth and everybody said, don't do it. And of course I didn't do it. That's another sermon though. Earlier today, last joke, okay, you ready? Earlier today, I told my Christian friend to have a good Friday. He didn't catch my pun. 
I'm not surprised jokes like this usually pass over his head. All right, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen and amen. If you got a Bible, yeah, come on, clap it up. Let's do it. If you got a Bible with you, go to the book of John. We're going to land for a moment in chapter 17, but I want to travel a little bit. I want to go backwards a little to chapter 13. Is it okay if I just lay out some scripture today? Is that all right? Okay. Jesus was speaking to the disciples in John chapter 13, and what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just paraphrase some of the parts of scripture, because what I'd like to do is piece together the story and then bring what God has placed on my heart. Father, thank you for grace. Uh, chapter 13, verse 1, it says, it was just before the Passover feast. You know that Jesus is sitting with the disciples. It's Friday at this time. They're preparing for the Passover. This happens every year in Jewish tradition. And he's saying to them thousands of years ago when the Hebrews were released, the Passover took place. If you remember, the Paschal lamb was slain. And they took the blood of the lamb, they put it over the doorpost in the sign of a cross. And the angel of death passed over the places where the blood was over the doorpost. Everybody remember? So Jesus is sitting with his disciples and he's saying, this is thousands of years later, he's saying, I am the Paschal lamb. I'm the lamb from the Old Testament and I am here to shed my blood for you. Some contemporary theologians say Jesus didn't have to die, but I want to tell you, he had to die a substitutionary death for you and I to live. He had to. And then he did something that was um, unheard of. The master, the maker, the Lord of all knelt down and washed their feet. And he said, the greatest among you will be your servant. As as the Lord modeled that for you and he modeled it for me, he's saying, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I am the Lord, I am the Paschal Lamb, I am the one who gave my life for you, and I'm not here to rule over you, I'm here to serve you. Then Jesus and disciples sat down, they have the Last Supper, which is the Passover feast, and uh, Judas does his thing. That's all I'll say about that. Then Jesus predicts Peter's denial. And he says to them, I'm going to go to the cross and I'm going to die. And how many of you know that that is not superstar mentality? No, we're not used to that in America. Wait a minute. You're the hero of the story. You're going to be, you're going to be the political leader. You're going to be the religious leader. You're going to be the financial leader. And when you are the leader, of course, we're going to be in tow with you. And the kingdom, the religious kingdom, the kingdom with liberty and finance and resource and all the things that we want, you're going to establish that. And Jesus throws a monkey wrench in this and says, no, I'm going to the cross. And Peter steps up and he says, uh, Lord, you can't go to the cross. I'll die for you. I'll defend you. And the Lord so graciously says, hey, Pete. He says, before the rooster crows, this night is going to go on. And before the rooster crows the next morning, you're going to deny me three times. And I just, I just think that 
maybe we should begin to, and I, I, listen, I, when, I, when I preach the gospel, I'm preaching to me first. I'm not, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to, I'm preaching to me, and I'm preaching to us. And I think sometimes we get a little cavalier, don't we? You know, woo, I, I'm going to serve you, Jesus. He says, calm down. Take a deep breath. Don't hurt yourself. He says, you don't know what today is, but I do. I know what today is. It's, it's Friday, and it's going to get really dark. It's going to get really dark today. You don't know how dark it's going to be, but I do. Remember, let's everybody take a deep breath. Because as soon as I start to say how dark it is, I could see you just shriveling. Oh, God. I don't need any more darkness. It's a good Friday. 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 This is, this is a good Friday. But, but, look. but church, if you have a terrible car accident and you say, you tell people, no, no, it wasn't an accident, that's not true. Right? You don't want to live every day going, I had a terrible car accident. But you want to remember that you had the car accident. And we want to remember Jesus died a gruesome death on the cross to set us free. To set us free. He, but we can't skip over the Friday. We, we can't skip over it. At least not yet. I'm not even there yet. But Sunday's coming. So it's okay. Shh. It's a whisper. It's a whisper. Jesus says in chapter 14, I'm the way to the Father. I, I'm the only way to the Father. He tells the disciples, I'm the only way. And then in, in 14.5, Thomas said, remember doubting Thomas? Thomas said to him, Lord, I don't want this on the screen because I, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? All right? John 14.6, Jesus said, come on, say it with me. I am the way and the truth and the life, and no man goes to the Father but by me, except through me. So he said it to the disciples, and he says it to the world today. That is, that is pretty exclusive, is it not? But there's never been another Jesus. He's the only one. There is no other religious leader. I, you can't even put Jesus in the class religious leader. Jesus was God. He, he said, I, I'm it. And he didn't apologize. Then Philip says this, verse 8. Philip said, Lord. Oh, let me back up a little bit. Jesus answered, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, he said, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, the Father, and you have seen him. So Jesus is reflecting the Trinity here. He's saying to the disciples, you've seen the Father. Why? Because I and the Father are one. And when you've seen me, you've seen him. You, when I speak, you've heard from the Father. And then I love this. Philip, verse 8, says this, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Verse 9, I hear Jesus just saying, you guys, you guys, don't you know me, Philip? 
Even after I've been with you all these years, this long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say are not my own. They come directly from the Father. And the work that I do is not my work. It's the work that the Father has asked me to do. And then Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. What a blessing. And then he teaches about the vine and the branches in John 15. He says, I'm the vine and you're the branch. And if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear, come on, those of you who know it, you will bear much fruit. Okay, now let's not miss this. For without me, you can do no thing. You can't run a business. You can't run your home. You can't serve other people well. You, 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 can't, you can't come to church fully. Now, let me, let me amend that. You can run a business, you can run your home, you can come to church, but the Bible says, what if you were successful and you profited all things? You, what if you gained the entire world, but you lost your soul? There is no, there is no winning without Jesus who's the winner. There is none. There's no winning. You cannot, church, you cannot win this life without the one who gives life. There's nothing that can be done. And why would we, well, all right, Jesus, I'll stay in my lane. Jesus warns about the hatred that comes from the world and he says, if they hated me, I wanna, I wanna ask you a question. Are you ready to be hated? Some of you are like, well, no, you know, not at all. I want to be an influencer. <clears throat> 16, watch this, 16 uh, verse one. All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. Why? Because it's Friday. They the people who, are, who speak the word of the Antichrist, and the spirit of the Antichrist has been on the earth since Satan fell. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. He says, they will put you out of the synagogue, and I want to update this to 2021. They, if you're living for Jesus, they will try to put us out of the church. Okay? This is not a fear message. Everybody, everybody smile. Remember, it's Good Friday. It's Good Friday, but let's not skip over Friday. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming, and I believe the time is in our lifetime. It's coming really quickly now. A time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he's offering service to God. And they will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I told you this so that when the time comes, you'll remember that I warned you, and I didn't tell you this at first because I was with you. Then he says, I'm going to give you an advocate who is the Holy Spirit, and it's better that I leave. I know that you, you don't understand. I'm going to the cross. No, we're going to dress you in crowns, and we're going to blow trumpets, and you know the F-16s are going to come by, and you're going to lead the processional, and we're going to be dancing behind you, and then I get the corner office. He says, no, no. That's not the way God 
works. God sacrificed himself so that we might live. And he says to them, I'm going to the cross, and I know that it's a little sad for you. He says, it's, but if I don't go, I can't send you the counselor, the one who will guide you in all truth. And when I go, he comes. That's how this works. And then he teaches about praying in his name. Here's what Jesus says. If you're taking a note, here's, here's a note. Jesus is telling them, it's Friday in my life. Do you know the son of God had a bad Friday? And then he says, if you follow me, if you choose to follow me, you're going to have bad Fridays. They're going to come in your life too. And then he says, but I want you to remember something. I, I want you to take note of the way that I walked through my Friday. I want you to watch me walk through this Friday because it's good. Because it's good. I want you to pray in my name. And then the culmination in chapter 17, and I'll just read this little section here. I, 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 um, verse one. After Jesus said this, by now, so Friday has come, they've had the supper together, Judas has done his thing, he's given them some teaching, they're in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is what Jesus prays. He looked toward heaven and he prayed, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you gave to him. There's a lot of sovereignty going on in that verse right there. Verse three, now this is eternal life, that they may know you. That's the definition of eternal life. You, you don't, by the way, you do not want to miss this weekend is going to be awesome because Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ. So he's reflecting now he's, he's indicating God and he's referencing himself. So he's, he, this is a Trinitarian moment. God, knowing God is salvation, and knowing the Son of God is in that salvation. So if you've seen me, you've seen him. If you heard me, you've heard him. Okay? And then he goes on. The Christ whom you have sent. And this is verse 4. Please underline this in your Bible. Please just underline this in your Bible. For I have brought you glory. He's speaking to the Father now. On earth, by completing the work you gave me to do. Hallelujah. Okay, now no, no, watch this, watch this. The chief aim of man, it's say, why in the world are we here? Well, you know, to follow the processional, follow the guy with the crown that has the money and has the status so you can get the corner office. office. No, 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 no. The chief aim of man is to glorify the God who created you. And we glorify him by completing the work that he gave us to do. All of our work is the same, and then all of our work is individual. All of our work is the same. We, we all have the same commissions. We all have the same principles. We all have the same father, but we're all not the same. And God says, everyone has the same 
commissions, but individually, what I want you to do and what I want you to do are different. What I want you to say and what I want you to say are different. Where I want you to go and where I want you to go are different. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Again, Trinitarian theology. Jesus is reflecting the Trinity as he's standing with the disciples. Remember, he's saying this on the night where he knows he's going to the cross. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then he says to them, I'm going to go into the garden a little bit, and I'm going to pray. Wait here for me. He goes into the garden, and he is, now listen, the Son of God knows that he has to become sin so that we might be forgiven of sin. The Son of God, the spotless, perfect, anointed, singular head of the universe, knows that in his prayer, he's saying to the Father, Father, if this cup can pass from me on this Friday, please let it pass from me. If there's another way for this to be done, Father, do it a different way, but not my will, but thy will be done. That is a sacrificial savior. And that's the Jesus who knows and loves you. That's a savior that didn't save himself. See, he's not a leader like we see in our nation. He's a leader that came from God. He's the son of God. And he says, if you want to know how to move through a bad Friday, watch me do it. He was praying so intensely that he ruptured capillaries in his body. Capillaries, you know, you get your big veins and arteries and then they finger out and they become real tiny. And he was, and you know, if you've never studied this, um, ladies that go into intense labor, this often happens. It is that, it is that painful. The, the labor of bearing a child. He was praying so intently and saying, Father, please, if this could be different, I don't want to drink this cup. I don't want to become sin. I don't know what sin is inside of me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm sinless. I I am a part of the Godhead. But if this is what I have to do, then I will do it for them. And he was praying so intently that he ruptured capillaries and and the Bible says that blood came out of his pores. He comes back from praying and his disciples are asleep. I just don't even know what to say. Could you guys, hey, can you guys, you know, Jesus is, can you guys pray for me? He goes away. The Bible says about the period of an hour and they were tired. Can we forgive them? I forgive them in Jesus name. I, I forgive them. You guys are not forgiving them, I guess. I, uh, if you have your Bible, jump over to Matthew. Chapter 10. And so this scene in Matthew is before the scene that we just saw. I'm going to use what we saw as a backdrop. Everybody good? He called the 12 disciples to him and he gave them authority 
to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. You'd say, how did he have the authority to do that? I'll tell you why. He came from God. He lived a sinless life. He was crucified on the cross. He passed through his Friday. And because of that authority, he grants that to you and to me. He, he, Jesus grants that to you and to me. A little further down. Verse 7. As you go, he goes, these are the, the 12 disciples. Now we know that it was 11 there because Judas did his thing, right? So he says, don't go to the world yet. I want you to go to the Hebrews first. Just go to the Hebrews first. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans. Uh, <clears throat> I want you to just go to the Hebrews, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then verse seven, as you go, I want you to preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is here, right? This is 2,000 years ago. I want to say today, the kingdom of heaven is here. Kingdom of heaven is here. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received and freely you give. This is the first commandment. How many of you know the great commandment? Matthew 28, 19. This is the first commandment. So, the great commandment, go ye therefore into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of Jesus and, lo, and teaching them all the things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you until the end of the age. Everybody know the great commandment? The first commandment is, I want you to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead and cast out demons. How about that? How about that? That's, the, that's actually the commission. You know that my whole theological training, I never heard the first commission. I, I want to release in our church, at all of our campuses, the first commission. The first commission. I want you to go into the world, and I want you to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out demons. That is in my Bible, and it's in your Bible. It's in my Bible, and that's in your Bible. And then he says, if you're gonna live like this, you're gonna be a weirdo. I mean, signed up for that one. And he says, be on guard against men, because they're gonna accuse you and say things about you. And then it goes on. It gets, it gets, a, little, it gets a little sketchy here. And I'm going to run through this. Verse 21. This is 10, 21. Matthew 10, 21. Brothers will betray brothers. Are we seeing this on planet earth? Fathers will betray children and rebel against their parents and have them put to death. 24. A student isn't greater than his teacher. And then he goes on and he says, if they called me Beelzebub, which is Lord of the Flies, Jesus says, I came here to, to save humanity. If they called me Beelzebub, do you think they're going to spare you? In other words, are you prepared for accusation? Because the moment you cleanse a leper, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out a demon, somebody's going to have some name for whatever that means. He says that anyone, 37, anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me isn't worthy of me. And anyone who does not take up his cross, his or her cross, and follow me isn't worthy of me. 
Whoever finds his life, here's the paradox of life, here we go. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. How many of you want to find your life? Okay. Yeah, I mean, let me say that again. Across campuses, how many of you want to find your life? Okay, keep your hands up for just a second. How many of you want to find your life? Okay, the way you find your life is to lose it. And he says to them, you know, this is what you signed up for. And remember, if this setting is before the one we just talked about, he, he's saying to them without saying this overtly. Uh, in other places, he said, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to die. Very overt, very, very clear. He's saying to them here, I'm going to have a terrible Friday. And when you have bad Fridays, you need to know. You, you, you need to understand the Fridays don't feel good. Fridays don't look good. Come on, church. Can I get an amen? amen? But they are good. If in the middle of your Friday, you glorify your creator and complete the work that he had you to do. And then the tone changes in chapter 11. And I'll say it like this. It might be Friday in your life. How many of you are having a Friday? You're having a Friday in your life. Things are not going too well. Raise your hands. Raise your hands all over the house. All over the house. All right, let, let, me, let me help all of us. How many of you had a Friday last year in 2021? Come on. Okay, if you're not raising your hand, you weren't here. Might be Friday in your life. Jesus says, don't miss me. Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming, church. Chapter 11, there's a man named John the Baptist, and John the Baptist is in jail. It's a Friday for him. It is. And he says this to Jesus, eleven uh, 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 two, when John was in prison and he heard what Jesus was doing, he said, this is, this is, this is the audaciousness of Scripture. Watch this. He says, uh, to go ask, brings one of the disciples and he says, hey, can I, can I, I want you to go ask Jesus this. I'm in prison. Why? Because I called out Herod who had divorced his wife and then took his brother's wife and I told him that's wrong. So I'm, I'm going to throw this little nugget out there. Are we still willing to do that? Somebody help me out. Don't you leave me up here. Don't you leave me up here. You're like, yeah, you go ahead. Don't leave me up here. Are we still able to say what's right and wrong? Yes. Church, are we still able to say what's right and what is wrong? Does this book give us authority from God to say what's right and what's wrong? Yes. Does it mean there's condemnation? Does it mean that there's shame or guilt? We just need to say what it is. We might end up having a bad Friday. And so he says to Jesus, are you the one? Are you the one who was to come? Now, this is John the Baptist. Or should we expect someone else? Why? Because I don't want to see what I'm seeing right now. I'm having a bad Friday. I'm in prison. You know how the story ends? There's a young lady, Herodias' daughter. They just, because of a game and because of spite, John the Baptist, and the Bible goes on, it goes down here and it says that he was the one who came in the spirit of Elijah to make way for the Son of God. He was the Old Testament prophetic voice. 
And then it goes on to say, there's never been a greater man born of woman on planet earth. Do you know how it ended for that man? He got his head cut off. Holy what? He got his head cut off. And so I want to say, listen, great men and women of God, it might be a terrible Friday in your life, but don't miss Jesus because Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. Verse 16, to what can I compare this generation? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to others. We played the flute for you. You didn't dance. We sang a dirge. Flute means it's super happy and nobody got happy. And then we sang a dirge and a dirge is a clerical, clerical language for just, just funeral music. And nobody got sad. Everybody stayed exactly the way they were. For John came neither eating nor, nor drinking, and they said, he has a demon. 19, for the son of man came eating and drinking, and they said, he's a glutton and a drunk and a friend of tax collectors. But wisdom is proved right by her actions. Wisdom is proved right by her actions. Jesus is saying, generation, I want to say this. I want to say this to great men and women of God. Listen, it might be Friday right now in your life. And I don't know how your Friday is going to end. There are no promises. Listen, church. The moment John left this life, he was in a better place. And John glorified God even when it was the end of his life because he completed his mission. Jesus did not apologize to John. Jesus didn't go, oh, I'm so sorry that you're in prison, John. John, you know what? I just forgot to come see you. He didn't say any of that stuff. He said, you know what? You know what I want you to tell him? Tell him the blind see. The lame get up. The deaf hear. Demons are cast out and the son of God has come to the earth. He said, that's what I want you to tell John. I don't know what your Friday is looking like. Uh, it might be a deep Friday in your life right now. I want you to know Jesus is Lord. He's the son of God. The blind see. The deaf hear. The mute speak. He is God. He is still God. I don't, I don't know how far away you feel from him, but he is God. He loves you. The generation that we're in right now, Jesus says this. It's, look, look, look. It's Friday, you guys. It's Friday. It's Friday. Don't miss me. Why? Because Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. Don't miss me. Generation. Why? It's time to respond. When you hear the dance music, dance. Dance. When you hear the dirge music and it's a funeral, cry like you've never cried before. But respond because you can't win this. You can't win the gospel when you say they're too holy. You know, it's too high church. Oh, and it's too, you know, everybody's not dressed the right way. Who cares how people are dressed? Who, who cares? All that matters, listen, all that matters church is that when Jesus is speaking, it's time to dance, dance. And when it's time to cry, cry like you mean it. Respond. Because if you don't respond, cities can't respond. Let me say it again. If you don't respond, cities can't respond. South Shore, if you don't respond, 
We can't respond in South Shore. Plant City, if you don't respond, we, we can't respond in Plant City. If Tampa doesn't respond, we can't respond. Because the church is in the seat. You are the church. Then he says to the cities, and I'm, 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 the, the landing gear is coming down. You guys okay? All right. Then Jesus began to denounce the cities where he did most of his miracles. Now watch this. Chorazin, Bethesda, Capernaum. And then he says this to them. He says, you didn't know the time of your visitation. If the miracles that were performed in you, these cities, these three cities, were performed in Sodom and Gomorrah, listen to the statement. If the miracles that were performed in these three cities were performed in Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah would still be here today. Now I'm telling you what, that's a statement. So 2021, Champa Bay, come on, we can, we can celebrate. Come on. Jesus says, don't miss me. There's all kinds of miracles taking place in Tampa. All kinds of miracles taking place in Tampa. Don't miss me. But you need to repent. And so we, did did you see how quickly you responded? Come on, Champa Bay. Come on, Champa Bay. So you know why we you know why? We're trained. I want to train you today to respond to Jesus. I want to train you today to respond to Jesus. Lord, we repent. The Crossing Church repents. And as the church in Tampa, in Plant City, in South Shore, we repent from resisting the Holy Spirit. We repent. Listen to me. We repent for resisting. The power, the authority, the grace, the weirdness, the accusations of the Holy Ghost. We repent. I'll tell you why. Listen to me. We can't do it another way. There's not another way. There's not a polished way enough. There's not a bright enough way. There's not, a, there's not a, enough money. There's not enough buildings. There's not enough lights. There's not enough. The only thing that's going to bring revival to this city and for us to know the day of our visitation is for the great men and women of God. Come on, Johns. And for the people in this generation to respond. And when the generational people respond, the city will respond. And we will recognize the hour of our visitation. It's time for Tampa Bay. Church, it's time. Listen to me. Listen to me. You don't, you could, you you know, whatever, however your response is, listen to me. It's time for Tampa Bay to recognize her visitation. Jesus wants this city. Jesus, the Lord Jesus wants this city. He wants this city. There is a move of God taking place at our church. We didn't make it. How many of you have ever, how many of you have ever surfed? You guys are like, what is surfing? How many of you have ever surfed? How many of you have ever seen surfing? Yeah, baby! Listen, surfers don't create waves. You just catch them. Surfers don't... God creates the wave, we just ride them. There is a move of God taking place 
in Tampa. Church, listen to me. I've been here for a minute, over 20 years. There's a move of God taking place in our church. I'm, I'm not angry, I'm overwhelmed. There's a move of God taking place in our church. Let me, if you're taking notes again, one, two, three. We want, this, this is a reference to John. We want sonship, but we don't want hardship. Jesus says, no, no, no. Sonship comes with hardship. Number two, the generation. We want entertainment, don't we? This is the entertainment capital of the world, isn't it? This literally is the entertainment capital of the world. People move here and go, I'm on vacation for the rest of my life. Doesn't it feel like that sometimes? Just visit Oklahoma. You'll see the difference. I love Oklahoma. There's nothing to do. Seriously, you guys. I'm not kidding. We have every... So we want the entertainment without the commitment. We want to be entertained, but when Jesus says, come on, fast. Come on, pray. Pray with me one hour. And then last, we want the miracles in our city. We want Champa Bay, but we don't want to pay the price for a legitimate move of God because there's a price to be paid. <laughs> Those of you who have been believers for a while, there's a price to be paid, isn't there? Come on, church. Are we willing to pay the price? Yes. Come on, church. And then he ends like this. <clears throat> he says, come to me, all you who are weary and you're burdened. He says, if you're, you, you're just weary, you're tired of being tired. You're tired of questioning, is the Lord here? Is the Lord not here? Is he going to move on my behalf? Is there anything left inside of me? There was a time in 2020, there was a time when I just said, I don't know if I'll ever get to teach again. I'll, I don't know if I'll ever get career-wise. I don't know if I'll ever be um, able to be full of joy again. I, I, I was one hair away from um, just being in a really bad place, physically and emotionally and spiritually. I was just one, you know, all the years the devil's tried to take me out, he really tried in 2020. But he, he, he didn't. And he says, if you're tired of being tired, and if you're tired of carrying the burden where you just say, Here's what it feels like sometimes up here. I have to do everything to please. God says, stop. Stop it. There's one person I want you to please, and that's me. And if you do that, if you do that, thank you. If you do that, they'll be pleased. And those who are not,
So, but listen, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be sassy. I'm not. Jesus, Jesus says, if you're tired of the weight that you're carrying and you're not feeling any joy, you come home, no joy. You leave your house to go to work, no joy. You're dealing with your kids, not connecting, no joy. Coming to church, I'm not connecting, no joy. He says, you're weary and you're burdensome. And he says, come to me because my yoke is easy and my burden is light and you'll find rest for your, your soul. I'll end like this. The stronger beast in this burdensome toil, the big one is Jesus. And he says, just come yoke up with me. That yoke goes around the strong animal and it's yoked. It's tied to the neck of the weaker animal. And the strong animal, Jesus is saying to you and saying to me, come with me. Why? I'll show you why Friday was good. And in the middle of your trial, I'll show you that Sunday is coming. Sunday's coming. He says, I'll plow the way for you. I'll break up the fallow ground. I'll do the hard work. I'll bear the weight of the burden. I'll move what you can't move. You just get next to me. You just get yoked to me. You just get connected to me. You just walk with me. I'll do the rest. Matter of fact, I've done the rest. I've done the rest, so you can rest. Amen. Amen. At our campuses right now, I wanna I wanna pray. And uh, it's a prayer of salvation, and you don't have to bow your heads. So just like every voice at our campuses, it's every voice. Would you say with me, Lord Jesus? Today is my day. I need you and I give you my life. We hope you enjoyed that Good Friday message. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash crossingchurch where you can watch our Easter message and watch live every weekend, plus get all of our on-demand content for kids, students, young adults, and our weekend messages. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to worshiping with you next weekend.